0: When I told my granddad and my father I was going to be a professional ice hockey player, they said I wouldn't be. Just like that. Not in the way that most parents would say no to the idea of their child demanding they wanted to eat sweets for breakfast, or when they get older, knowing that they had to be home by 9pm, but asking if they could be back at 11pm. It was not a reasonable no. It was a deflating, infuriating, and confidence-cracking no. I promised myself that when I became a parent, I wouldn't be like that. Don't get me wrong, I don't let my kids eat sweets instead of toast for breakfast and curfews for my older children are not up for debate. But if my child believes they can do something, if they express a wish to me or my wife that they'd like to try something new, to pursue a new hobby, we would allow them to do so without any judgment. It is often said that you either follow the same path as your parents or you do the exact opposite. Children of Conservative voters register for the Green Party the offspring of academics opt for a career in the arts, or the family business is kept ticking over by the next generation and the legacy continues. My five-year-old has just started playing ice hockey. I couldn't be prouder or more excited or more desperate to show him that not only can he play ice hockey, but he could be the youngest ever winner of the Stanley Cup. I'm not like my father, but have I gone to the other end of the scale? This is the Andrew Silito Show, and today we are talking about leaders living vicariously. I'm your host, Andrew Silito. This podcast is a result of my purpose to help ambitious business owners like you avoid stress, overwhelm, and burnout in the workplace. In this podcast, I share everything I've learned about how to grow a profitable business, stay fit and healthy, maintain strong relationships, and develop the right mindset for success so you can thrive, feel inspired, and work at your full potential. I'm a business leader and a parent. I'm proud of my achievements in both and energized by these roles equally. Sometimes these positions and the skills needed for success go hand in hand. The skills needed to be a good leader, patience, determination, ambition, drive, the ability to listen overlap with the skills needed to be a good parent. I try and listen to my children in a way that I was perhaps not listened to by my parents. This is not a criticism of them. My dad was pressured by circumstance, the idea that he had to make more money, the idea that he was the head of the family, the provider. If you've listened to my podcast before, you'll know that my relationship with my dad has shaped my life in so many ways. But this episode is not about my dad. This episode is about me being a dad and how my son's new hobby, his passion, has made me question more about parenthood than I was expecting. My son, at the time of recording this, is five years old. He's the oldest he's ever been, because it's kind of how time works. But he is also the youngest child. Because I'm a parent, I have the unique position of being able to see him at every single stage of his life, you know, when I see him growing up. I'm told that this doesn't ever stop. I've experienced this myself with my eldest daughter, who's now 22, that I still reach out for her hand when she crosses the road, almost unaware that she has been voting, paying taxes, And existing as a human without the need for parenting for the last five years. When my son expressed an interest in ice hockey, one of my true loves, I was overjoyed. I imagined buying his gear, cheering him on from the sidelines, hugging him at the end of the game, even if he'd lost with so much passion that he felt like he'd won. I have also been reminded that living my life through my son is not an option. To quote a famously troubled father in the form of King Lear, that way madness lies. And I have no intention of being that kind of father. I am aiming to walk that tightrope between being supportive and not pushy and encouraging, but not encroaching. And let me tell you right away, it is a thin line. It is one many have attempted and many have fallen. Maybe the reason why my dad was so unsupportive with my sports was because he'd been unsupported. It was a pattern that he followed. And I've talked about this in the past about breaking unwanted patterns. Maybe he knew that the taste of defeat and wanted to save his own son from that disappointment. I need to be careful not to go in the opposite way. I'm trying my best to be a father I wish I'd had without doing my dad's memory a disservice. One of the many questions I've had to ask myself is, what is our role as a business leader? I don't suppose there is just one answer. Maybe there are many answers to that question. But what is our role as a parent? Perhaps if we were to draw a Venn diagram with these questions, there would be answers in that cross-section, probably more than we realized. I strive to be a good leader. You know, I work with incredibly talented people. And often, that's all you need to do. Hire, collaborate with talented people, and let them do their thing. As a parent, I have found a similar joy in letting my children lead the way. Sometimes I feel I'm completely useless because the world that I've navigated when my son, when I was my son's age seems alien and high-tech, fast-paced world that Harry finds himself in. Recently, though, an opportunity presented itself where my son needed me. It was the first day of ice hockey practice, a day that I had secretly and not so secretly been hoping for. My wife and I bought his gear and seen him walk around the apartment as if he was expecting the sky to fall down. You know, dressed head to toe in his hockey gear, in his armor. It was really important to me that he felt comfortable in the equipment. You kind of have to break it in, in the same way you might break in some walking boots or ballet shoes. In the same way, your fingers callous from playing a string instrument. Your body needs to adapt to the new task that you're asking it to do. My son wore his gear around the house. He was ready for his first day of training. I took him into the dressing room, me filled full of excitement. My son, it would soon become clear, full of dread. He cried. He figuratively and literally dragged his heels. He tried to leave. He did not want to be there. He practically begged me to take him home. In the immediacy of this, I was filled with guilt. Had I forced Harry into this? Had I gone the whole other way to my dad and made my son follow a path That I'd put him on without his consent. These questions that you need to ask yourself in these moments are challenging, and so is a crying child. As a leader, you have to be quick thinking. The same goes for being a parent. I don't know exactly what Harry was scared of in that moment, whether it was falling down on the ice, whether it was just lots of different children not getting on with the other children, having a scary coach, not being good at something. Whatever it was, these fears are valid. a common part of the human experience. Courage, as we know, is not the absence of fear, but the acknowledgement of it and doing it anyway. I have a courageous five-year-old. He got out on the ice and here's how it happened. I crouched down to his level. I told him it was going to be okay. Now, anyone who has experienced anxiety, and I would argue that if you've been at least semi-conscious for the last 18 months, you would have experienced some level of anxiety. You will know that hearing it will be okay, and feeling it will be okay are many worlds apart. But this is the first step. So I told Harry, it's going to be okay. Then I told him that he was not on his own, and I would be with him the entire time, watching him from the side. It is a clear moment as a parent when you you move from literal literal hand-holding to metaphorical. But that moment was right there, As a business leader, there is often a difficulty when it comes to letting go, to stepping aside and letting others do the work. After my son calmed down to the point where he was able to listen to me and hear what I was saying, we were able to move on to the next stage. And that was just putting on the gear. It was not the first time he'd done it. So he was familiar with the process when it came to the order that it went and the feeling that it gave. When we went from putting on his socks to pulling them up, this time physically and metaphorically, when he was dressed, when he was feeling calm, his shoulder pads on, now he's got his helmet on, his gloves. And maybe perhaps because it acts like armor or costume, his confidence started to increase. I could see the smile on his face. And I thought, he's going to go out there. Whatever the reason, it seemed to calm him down even more. And he was ready for his first day. I was relieved for two reasons. One, I was certain that the moment we shared in the dressing room, was one I will remember for a long time, maybe probably forever. And two, it was confirmation that I needed to know that I wasn't pushing my son too far. I wasn't making him follow my dreams, but supporting him to follow his. The skills of a parent and a business leader blur once again. With support, kindness, my son got out on the ice. I have a courageous son. For more free resources and content on how to grow and lead your business and become the best version of yourself, head over to andrewsilito.com.